0: Welcome to today's podcast. You are listening to the interview section of the weekly sports piece. In this section, we talk with authors about the papers that we discuss on the podcast. Today, I'm glad to talk to Ender Demir. It is difficult to give a concise background, but I'm going to try my best for him. So right now, he works at Reykjavik University. But before coming to Reykjavik, Ender did his PhD at the Karfoskari University in Venice in Italy and afterwards he started working as a professor at Istanbul Medine University in Turkey. Ander uh, is an associate editor for the Eurasian Business Review and a subject editor for the Journal of Multinational Financial Management. I just recently had a look at his publications and it's really impressive. Ander has more than a hundred publications and he has published in prestigious journals, such as Emerging Markets Review, Finance Research Letters, Energy Policy, and many, many more. And in addition to that, his research is really interesting. So that is something that I like as well. And the last time I checked, his work had been cited more than 4,000 times. So Ender's current work is mostly in finance, but every once in a while, he focuses on sports as well. And his background, or let's say his PhD, is in sports economics. And when I checked his background, or when I had a look at it, it was really nice because the topic of his dissertation is three essays on sports economics. My PhD dissertation title was Essays in Sports Economics. (laughs) So uh, that is a very nice similarity, I think. I'm very happy and grateful that you end up on time for this conversation, Ender. Welcome, and thank you for making room for us. Thank you for the invitation. It's my pleasure to join this podcast,
1: and thank you for the nice introduction. It couldn't be better than this.
0: Ah, thank you very much. So for my first question, I'm personally interested, and I've never been to Iceland, so I could imagine it could be interesting for our audience as well. How's life, work, and research in Reykjavik?
1: I moved to Iceland to work at Reykjavik University last year. So it has been almost a year since I come here. I mean, Iceland is a wonderful place. You know, nature is fantastic. Life is very calm. And, you know, especially after Istanbul, it's extremely relaxing for me. And I'm not spending two or three hours in the traffic on a daily basis. So I can save some time for myself. Of course, the culture is quite different from Turkish culture, you know, but I quickly adapted to life and the work environment in Iceland. And just after my arrival here in October, 2022, I have been the director of the corporate finance master's program here. So, you know, I came and I got the directorship position and my teaching load is quite fair here, I can say. So and it, it gives me like a good room for research. So I'm not, you know, overwhelmed with teaching and uh, research is, is highly encouraged. Reykjavik University ranks around 350 band in time-sized education. And it is really good in terms of research. So we have the funds, even we have the Refinitiv to collect financial data.
0: So I, I'm quite happy to be here. That sounds like a perfect overview about your working place.
1: Yeah, it is. So you should come and see Iceland, you know, it's it's really a wonderful place. There are lots of things to see and enjoy. So wherever you go, you see like a kind of a miracle, you know, nature is is dancing. So last night, for example, there was the aurora, northern light. So from my window, I could see it.
0: That sounds fantastic. Really, it does. So if you have a plan to come, just let me know. (laughs) Okay, I will. So uh, let's have a look at your paper that we discussed in our podcast. This one is called Are fan tokens. Fan tokens. You examined fan tokens and how football clubs match results affect their prices. So this honestly seems to be a perfect combination of your background of finance and sports. How did you come up with this research idea? So let's go back to 2012 and 13.
1: I always like watching football in my daily life. You know? I'm quite interested in football and during my PhD studies in 2011, 12, and 10, I have decided to combine my hobby with my research. So, you know, why not to do something enjoyable, you know, (laughs) instead of working on some kind of boring topic. So let me combine my research and my hobby. And I have like maybe more than four or five papers on sports and finance. And I have been also working on crypto related things. So I can consider myself maybe as a crypto enthusiast. So I really like cryptos and I've been working on crypto related topics since from 2016 or 17. So I have papers on NFTs, for example, Metaverse, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and and so on and so forth. And as you might know, there is like a massive interest in cryptos in Turkey. So the highest almost of cryptos is coming from Turkey. So, you know, there's the inflation and exchange rate fluctuations and so on. So, you know, I have to know about the cryptos if you live in Turkey. So I know the finance and listed sports club, you know, that stream of research. And then I would like to check what is the impact of game results on the fan token. So I did that for the listed sports club, but you know, there are three listed sports clubs in Italy, four in Turkey, and maybe one in Scotland and maybe two in Portugal. So we have like a quite limited data set there, but in here, we have more than 50 fan tokens, so it gives me like a good room for a research idea. And you no, know, I think that I was one of the first considering this approach. So then you have like a background in something you can easily adapt this to new topics like the fan tokens.
0: Very interesting. And you wrote this paper not only by yourself, but you had two colleagues, one from Turkey and one from the Czech Republic, August Erzan and Boris popescu How was it for you working with them?
1: I mean, I've been working with lots of co You know, if you check my papers, I have co from all over the world. And I've been working with August for long years. And, you know, I also know Boris for almost a decade. So we have, we are not only co we are also friends. So, so we didn't have any issues and it was quite enjoyable to work with someone that you know in person.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can totally relate. It's very similar <laughs> for me as well. And you already talked about this. So a lot of your work focuses on digital currencies like Bitcoins. And nowadays, this data for Bitcoin, is widely available. I know that in the past, it, it used to be different. And also many researchers work now with digital currencies. But how was it for you to work something that is similar, but a little bit different, like Fed tokens? Did you enjoy working on something really untouched? like fan tokens? And was it difficult for you to get this kind of data?
1: I like working on new and untouched topics. And I can say that I'm really good at detecting these new ideas. In finance, the competition in the core fields is really quite intense. So you need a very good data set. You need to be very good in econometrics. And the review process takes four or five years and another two years for data collection. You go to, I know the competition is, very intense but in terms of the untouched topics or niche topics the competition is less intense so i would like therefore i would like to focus on this kind of topics and i'm good at realizing what is new in the field recently for example i think the last week i published a paper on metaverse so the impact of metaverse disclosures of firms on their stock prices so i'm really good at this kind of finding untouched topics and you know for the cryptos data is publicly available So you don't need to rely on an expensive database or you don't need like a unique data set. So the idea is more important in that field. And I do that. And for the case of the FAN tokens, the data is publicly available, you know, from any website like Coinbase, or coinmarket.cap.com. So you can easily download daily FAN token price. Even if you want, you can download the higher frequency data for this. And from any any online data source, you can also get the game results and then you match them. So we didn't have any issues.
0: Uh, I think, and you already touched on this and we discussed it a little bit, it's really a timely topic. So I think that FAN tokens will gather a lot of publicity in the next couple of years. And once we read your papers, one of my co-hosts, Diego Gasperetto, he directly check out if he could buy them for his team. So, how do you think that fan tokens are going to evolve in the next couple of years? And do you think that it's possible that fan tokens or something similar? I don't know. I'm, I'm not from this area. Might spread to other areas?
1: Socios is the leading Platform for the fan tokens. So they are mostly issuing the the fan tokens of the well known clubs. And this company has made an agreement with UEFA. So the fan tokens of socials are the official fan tokens of UEFA tournaments. And we can see the fan tokens of leading football clubs like Barcelona, Manchester City. Also from less known ones, for example, Shamurfa Sport. So it's like a small district in small state in Turkey. I don't know if they have a sport club or not, but they have a fan token. I don't know how it happens. National teams have it. For example, Italy, and recently the France national team has this fan token, esports team. Uh, also have fan tokens, F1 teams, and so on. I think that feature will move to game GameFi-related benefits from the fan tokens. Maybe you will play something and earn something. So maybe the field will move from there. Because the idea is to have more interaction of fans with the club. When you, when you have a stock of club, you cannot have that interaction. So you buy it from the market and that's it. So you have a kind of an ownership, but this fan token is giving like a kind of interaction. So you can vote for the jersey, you can vote for the song that they will play during the game. So you can choose the design of the tour bus and so on. So it is like an, you know a social environment. But I believe that the fan token idea can be expanded to different sports. And if they make it to NBA, it will be a a game changer. So they can have a huge fan base there. But I don't know if they can do it or not because there are some different regulations. But if they can make it to NBA, it will be a game changer. And recently, I see there's some kind of media, media channels. They're also issuing fan tokens. So maybe we can see the fan tokens of sports media. That can be the next stages for the social. But they're highly creative. And they're expanding the fan tokens, small clubs, big clubs, national ones. And I think that the next stream will be
0: different sports, maybe NBA and media. It's really interesting what your future perspective on this is. Even for someone from like me who's not from this area, that sounds like a fantastic area to focus and to examine in the future. And this is also what I like about your paper because it's a combination of Let's say what you're interested in, finance and sports, and this is a nice example for that. What are your next research papers or ideas in this area?
1: Two weeks ago, I published another paper on the fan tokens, and it was focusing on the connectedness between the fan tokens and stocks of listed sports clubs. So there are four clubs which have fan tokens, and at the same time, they have the stocks listed in the the market. So I think that there Roma uh, from Italy, from Turkey, Galatasaray, and Trabzonspor, and there was another one. So it's four. So we check how the fan tokens and the stocks are connected to each other, because basically they represent the same football club. Right. So there should be some connectedness. But we showed that that is not the case. So fan tokens are connected to each other, but fan tokens are not connected to stocks. And stocks are not connected to fan tokens. And the stocks are not connected to each other. So fan tokens and stocks, they are different worlds, although they represent more or less the same club. One of them is giving the ownership, the other one is not giving an ownership, but still they represent the same club. So the fan token of Juventus, let's say, and the stock of Juventus is not correlated.
0: Very, very interesting. And know? then
1: currently we are we are working on actually three topics. One of them is the bubbles. If there are bubbles in the price of fan tokens, and we are checking how fan tokens are connected to different asset classes like bonds, equity, oil, and so on. So if fan tokens can give like a hedging a mechanism to to investors and we have a paper which is almost ready we check the impact of game results on fantocom prices by using a higher frequency data so basically we know what happens to the fantocom price before the game like 60 minutes before the game during the first half break time second half and after the game So we have the graph for this so we know what happens before and after and during the game so now we are going to submit it to a journal actually there's like a i mean you can implement all the topics which were studied for cryptos to fan tokens so there's like a good potential for research and
0: publication so you have many different ideas in this area and you really have the background in this area as well so suppose you would have a a student that would like to write an interesting research paper in this area or you have a PhD student that wants to go into this direction, if you could advise them, what would you say are common pitfalls in this line of research?
1: I think that the biggest problem is the sustainability. So maybe you work on the FAN tokens, but maybe after five years, they can disappear. So you, So that can be a problem. I mean, for a PhD study, you need some kind of theoretical contribution, right? So maybe FAN token idea is more suitable for a master's thesis rather than a PhD level study. But as we talk, there is like a huge opportunity for research and publication. And so I highly encourage all the researchers, uh, or even the, the PhD students to work on this. But for a PhD study, further focusing on FAN tokens, I mean, can have limited Benefits for future, you know. So I suggest PhD students to focus on some kind of theoretical contributions and more core areas in finance, you know. Is, I mean, we know that those topics will be there even after 50 years. But for the case of fan tokens, uh, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, even for the case of this fan token idea, we don't know the business model, all right? So maybe Barcelona can say that, okay. I have a new FAN token, you know, Barcelona, real Barcelona token. So we don't know what is the contract between socials and the Barcelona. How long will it stay? What is the, you know, what is written in the contract? How long will this social interaction will continue with the Barcelona, the FAN token over? So there are lots of uncertainties there. So for a master's level, I think it's a perfect topic. But for the PhD, maybe it can be like, if you are writing three papers, under your PhD study, it can be one. Another problem is the timing of the idea. So if you're a PhD student, it will take two, three years to write it, right? But this topic is quite hot, so you have to write it today. So when I publish my paper, I was saying that I was the first, and at the same time, I see three other papers on SSL saying that they are the first. (laughs) So... You know, for the PhD, you can lose some time and new (laughs) idea can be outdated.
0: (laughs) And uh, that was really, really interesting. Thank you for visiting our podcast. I hope you had a good time.
1: Yeah, I did. I I mean, it was my pleasure and I will definitely follow the podcast on the
0: website. Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure for me as well. This is everything for today's interview. Thank you for listening to the weekly sports piece. Bye for now.
1: Bye-bye.